from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4BB, and this is the WIA National News. It is for week commencing March 23, 2014. Brisbane Times is reporting on how a radio network has been set up for security forces and emergency workers for the forthcoming G20 summit in Brisbane. Queensland IT Minister Ian Walker says the secure government wireless network will allow agencies to communicate instantly during the leaders' meeting in November. He also says it's a private digital network which isn't connected to public frequencies. The Campbell-Newman-led state government has announced a range of G20 security measures, including increased police powers and background checks on residents within the summit zone. The government said the radio network would be introduced right across southeast Queensland by 2016. We heard last week here on VK1WIA National News how the Malaysian Amateur Radio Transmitter Society, led by President Maud Aris Bonwani, 9 Mike 2 IR, was providing radio links from KL Airport and hotels housing family of the missing passengers. Now also helping out as mayors, the emergency service, who called on all hams to participate in the search and rescue of that missing aircraft. In light of the multinational effort, hams have been asked to participate in a 1300 hours to 1500 hours check-in on 14.250 MHz and 21.250 MHz. VK3 medium wave beacon heard in VK6 and in VK4. The CW beacon on 473 kHz in Mildura, northwest Victoria, has had more than 50 reception reports from all over Australia since early this year and will continue its transmissions. The band, 472 to 479 kHz, is now a secondary allocation in many countries. The beacon encourages use of our new band. In Queensland, John VK4 FNQ east of Charters Towers was the first from that state to report, and Dougal Johnson, VK4 EKA near Toowoomba, recorded reception during lightning activity. In South Australia, Ian Maxted, VK5ZIM at Adelaide. In West Australia, WIA broadcaster Phil Hartwell, VK6GX. Phil was first to provide a reception report from VK6. He was followed by Peter, VK6APZ, on a 350-metre-long wire at fence height, and then came Derek, VK6DZ. Noel, VK3FI, is amazed his home-built beacon has been heard from VK6 at an average distance of 2,400 kilometres. He now has hopes that, spurred on by reception reports throughout Australia, the beacon will be detected across the ditch in New Zealand. The CW beacon on 473 is on most nights 1,100 to 2,200 UTC. Reception reports by email vk3fi at wia.org.au. And now to WIA Board Talk. One week to go and only two nominations received. I refuse to believe that only two people have made significant contributions to amateur radio in Australia. Rather, I choose to believe that you haven't got around to writing out that nomination yet. The Board of the WIA at its discretion makes awards to members for their contributions to amateur radio. These awards are usually presented at the WIA's annual conference and AGM. The board is now calling for nominations and these close at the end of this month. The nomination form is available for download on the WIA's website. 
When completing the survey, you are not required to suggest which awards should be made. The board will assess each nomination and decide which awards, if any, it will make. Clearly, it's best to include as much information as you can so as to inform the board and please do keep it in some sort of chronological order. Also include information about any other awards they may have received. It's important to recognise the work done within the hobby, so please give some thought to nominating someone you know of. The nomination form is available on the WIA website in the news section. Nominations close on the 31st of March, which is next week, and awards will be announced and, where possible, presented at the WIA's 2014 AGM and Conference on the Sunshine Coast on May 16th the 18th. Have you booked to go there yet? I'm Bob, VK6POP, and you're listening to the WIA's National News from VK1WIA. Thanks, Bob, for that look at the Merit Award. Now, here's a deal for all our listeners. Yep. You included. Now, how about a blanket thank you sent to Bob for the behind-the-editor help I've received for probably some 10-plus years, certainly worthy of a merit award. Felix VK4FUQ and Jason VK2LAW, who have never let me down as readers of operational and of international news each week. Robert and Brian for not only reading special interest group news, but also able to step in and handle news when I'm away. P.S. Guys, a heads up for April 24. And of late, Jim VK3PC, who each week sends read-ready news stories we can bring you. On the local VK4 scene, we could never forget Jeff VK4, Zulu Papa Papa, who keeps supplying his discussion point even whilst undergoing intrusive medical procedures. And Alan VK4, FARB, for handling Q News when I'm absent. Pen to paper, YLs and OMs, and get it off to Merit Awards and VK6POP. PR for Amateur Radio Expo, April 11th to the 13th. Recruitment and the lifting of public awareness of modern amateur radio are on the increase. If the level of calling CQ brochures and posters issued by the Wireless Institute of Australia are a guide... The WIA receives frequent requests from clubs, organisations and assessors engaged in publicity. The material is available via an online form under the Discover Amateur Radio tab on wia.org.au. The WIA has initiated its PR for Amateur Radio Expo, which also celebrates the International Amateur Radio Union's World Amateur Radio Day. The Expo harnesses the resources of WIA affiliates as they showcase the benefits of modern amateur radio, engage the community and explain how they too can join. The aims, beside recruitment of all genders, ages and abilities, does include the relevance of amateur radio in a technological world, its do-it-yourself aspects, lifelong learning opportunity and the making of new friends. Each club or organisation registered with a venue has now been sent a media release template to help publicise their event. These expos are at parks, outside J-car stores, a public library, a car boot sale and clubhouses. So far, registrations are from VK 2, 3, 4 and 5. Many WIA directors will be on air looking for demonstration stations calling CQ Expo on either the Friday, Saturday or Sunday. That's April 11th to the 13th. And as an individual station, you too are most welcome to join them on air. The Expo engages the community. Please join in and support it. For the full details, check out the WIA website, What's On Column, 
wia.org.au. This is Around Australia now, and it's off to VK3. Crowds are gathering out the front of the EMDRC Hamfest and White Elephant Sale this beautiful Melbourne Sunday morning as everyone gets ready for the 10am opening time. People are catching up with friends and waiting to head inside and explore the many items for sale. The barbecue has plenty of snags and breakfast on the go and the kettle is on for a cuppa and you still have time to visit and come and check out the new and pre-loved gear from the traders. Perhaps say hello to an old friend or maybe you meet a new one or find that very special item that you've been busy searching for. Maybe even snag a bargain or just snag a snag from the barbecue. Entry is just $6. It's at the Great Rari Primary School, Great Rari Road, Heathmont. So come now, come and visit us and say good day, and I'll see you there. Still in the Great Southern Land VK3 Home Brewers meeting in April. The next meeting of the VK3 Homebrew Construction Group will be held Saturday, April 5 in the Amateur Radio Victoria Rooms, 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and all are very welcome. Now at the group's March meeting, Glenn Gould, VK3GHG, gave an informative talk on third-order intercept products in receiving equipment. This can be an important factor in receiver design. Following on from that fine effort at the April meeting, Joe, VK3YSP, will reflect on his experiences as a newcomer to the weak signal digital mode, JT65A. The low-power mode can be found on HF and Joe VK3YSP will illustrate his very informative talk with an on-air demonstration using various software applications. Foundation licence now? Standard bridging course later. Do you know somebody who could become or is already interested in amateur radio? In VK3 Melbourne, enrolments are now being taken for the Foundation licence weekend April 26 and 27. That's just after Easter and Anzac Day. The course in theory, regulatory and practical knowledge plus assessments are held at Amateur Radio Victoria, 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. In July, a standard bridging course will be held for those with the Foundation Licence Qualification. To enrol, contact Barry Robinson, VK3, Popper Victor, 0428 516 001. Say that telephone number again, 0428 516 001. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. What use is an F-call? In real estate, there are three things you need for success. Location, location, location. In amateur radio, you need three things as well. Antenna, antenna, antenna. Many of us live in suburbia where erecting a suitable antenna is fraught with challenge. There's not enough space, or too much local interference, or neighbours with a concern, or a council with rules that prevent proper installation. During the week I received a call from an amateur in VK5 who shared their experience. A neighbour had complained about their antenna and the council had written a letter instructing him to remove the antenna since it did not have approval. A little wrinkle was also part of this letter. It went on to say that if you're an amateur, you do not need to remove your antenna. So our friend contacted the local council, furnished them with his call sign and registration details, and all was well in his world. 
Another amateur I know recently removed his antenna on instruction from the council, without challenging their instruction. Other amateurs around him suggested that he reinstate the antenna and go through the process of discussing the issue with the local council. One wag suggests that he expand his single vertical to a real tower, add some 20-metre yagis and wait for heart attacks. Far be it from me to suggest that this is the best plan for success. The point I'd like to make is that an enlightened council can permit your antenna, and an unenlightened one can prohibit it. Your job, should you wish to accept, is to convert your council to becoming enlightened. You could do this by staging a sit-in, or you could meet with the mayor, some councillors, or invite them to a field day in your area. You could educate your neighbours, allay their fears and discuss alternative solutions with them. Many people I've spoken to do not understand that amateur radio exists, has a place in society, and can be called upon to help in case of emergency, let alone be a social experience or a fantastic hobby. Who knows, your council might even sponsor the erection of your mast. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima, Alpha Bravo. G'day, this is Robert, VK3DN, reminding all listeners of the upcoming WIA annual conference being held in May on the Sunshine Coast. Look forward to seeing you there. I'm Richard, VK2SKY, and you're listening to WIA National News in New South Wales via VK2WI Sydney on most amateur bands from 160 metres through to 23 centimetres and on the 60 metre band on a frequency of 5425 kilohertz upper sideband. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. ARRL's KX9X recreates sound of spark for National Public Radio. When you need the sound of a working spark gap transmitter, the best place to turn is the ARRL. So when the daily National Public Radio series All Things Considered needed such a sound, that's exactly where it went. The sound effect was required for an episode titled What If World War I Had Never Happened? In order to provide such sound effect, ARRL Media and Public Relations Manager Sean Kutzko, KX9X, took a short trip over to the ARRL lab where there just happens to be a working spark transmitter. There he took the provided script and sent it by hand as the sound of the spark transmitter was recorded. Pittsburgh USA CB are ordered to pay $18,000 fine. The FCC has affirmed an $18,000 forfeiture order previously issued against Nathaniel Johnson of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This for his alleged repeated failure to make his CB station available for inspection by authorised FCC representatives and his failure to comply with the restricted hours of CB station operation set forth in an official FCC notice. Way back on May 14, 2013, the Enforcement Bureau's Philadelphia office issued a notice of apparent liability for forfeiture in the amount of $18,000 to Mr Johnson. Although the FCC has evidence that Johnson received a copy of the notice that was sent by certified mail, he has not filed a response. Based on the information before it, the Commission has now affirmed the forfeiture order. As is usual in these cases, the FCC has given Johnson the usual 30 days from the March 12th release of the order to pay the fine in full arrange for time payments, or file an appeal. If he fails to do any of these, the matter will most likely be turned over to the Department of Justice for further action. New frequencies for French radio hams. The minutes of the March 7 meeting between the French National Society, REF, 
and the communications regulator ARCEP have been published. French radio amateurs have gained access to 472 to 479 kHz with 1 watt output in Region 1 and territories in Region 2. Discussions also covered the possibility of an amateur allocation across the whole of 1.8 to 2.0 MHz and possible future allocations at 5.5 and 70 MHz. 435 to 438 MHz is now allocated to the amateur satellite service for both Earth to space and space to Earth in Region 1 and territories in Region 2. Sharing the international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Two Los Angeles, California television stations are going to explore channel sharing with the support of the major wireless lobby. This after the Wireless Association, along with stations KLCS and KJLA, announce a channel sharing pilot project. The response to the Federal Communications Commission's request to demonstrate the technical and legal arrangements necessary to implement a successful channel sharing operation. Once the two broadcast stations receive FCC approval, the testing will take place throughout the remainder of the first quarter of 2014. Under the channel sharing agreement, KLCS and KJLA will conduct a series of tests that will culminate in KLCS hosting KJLA's content and transmitting a shared stream that will combine the two stations' primary and multicast content. KLCS and KJLA will also attempt a variety of high-definition as well as standard-definition video feeds to confirm the feasibility and technical limits of channel sharing between two unaffiliated broadcasters. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News on Felix VK4FUQ. In VK3 National Parks during the contest. Portable stations ventured into Victoria's National Parks last weekend to take advantage of the John Moyle Memorial Field Day. The primary aim was to join the contest's six-hour section and chase portable awards. Nicholas Locke, VK3 ANL, was at Mount Disappointment in the King Lake National Park on Sunday. Despite the weather cutting his operation short, he had 83 contacts that qualified for either the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award or the Summits on the Air. Tony Hamling, VK3 VTH, had set up at the Brisbane Rangers Grahams Creek when a very pleasant Victoria Parks ranger arrived to warn of the pending poor weather. The sky turned a very nasty black, leading to a quick pack-up, but not before VK3 VTH managed a worthy 134 contacts. Portable from the Mount Don and Bawang in the Yarra Rangers National Park were husband and wife team. Joe Gonzalez, VK3YSP, and Julie, VK3FOWL. The soda gear, including a HF triplexer with three rigs, were walked in. Antennas launched and everything was right to operate under an awning. The contest started and there were to be two consecutive six-hour individual challenges. Halfway through Julie, VK3FOWL's turn, it went pitch black around 9pm. Then there was a huge bang and splash as an awning pole broke under the weight of water. She hurriedly went QRX. The station being worked said, What was your number again? Everything went quiet. Oh well, there's always next year. 
A morning survey found that there had been little damage that could not be easily repaired. Special Event Stations DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice The West African country of Burkina Faso was on the air until March 26. Calls to look for are XT2AEF, XT2IVU and XT2VWT and they will be found on all bands 80 to 10 metres. The rarish DXCC entity of the Andaman Islands will see a one-man expedition on the air from 23 to 30 March. The operator will be Krishna, W4VKU, who will sign VU4K from Port Blair. Activity will be on 40 to 10 metres SSB and Ritchie. QSL to W4VKU. 7P8Z from Lesotho. March 28 and 29. Also get ready for ZS4TX to be on the air as 7P8Z from Lesotho on March 28th and 29th. Although this is mainly a VHF activation to explore F2 and trans-equatorial propagation openings on 6 metres, ZS4TX may also be active on 10 and 12 metres CW. The actual operating site is at 10,800 feet situated right next to the Afriski Resort, which also claims to have the highest restaurant and pub in Africa. QSL is directed by the operator. Still in Lesotho, news that EI7CC is on the air as 7P8PB through April the 3rd. Activity will be limited because he will be on a family holiday and will only operate when circumstances permit. Logs will be uploaded to Logbook of the World immediately upon his return to Ireland. QSL via EI7CC, either direct or via the Bureau. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. On the Sunshine Coast... It's relayed on 146.825 and 146.850 at 9am. I'm Gordon, VK4VP. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV. Galileo GPS closes down a 23cm ATV repeater DB0QI. A new global positioning system headquartered in Germany has led to the closure of a pair of co-sighted amateur television repeaters. On March the 4th, the owners of the Munich-based DB0QI repeaters operating analogue on 1276 MHz and digital on 1291 MHz took them out of service after being informed by the nation's federal network agency that they were interfering with the operation of the Global Positioning System's Galileo SatNav Control Centre. As elsewhere, the 23-centimetre band in Germany is allocated to radio amateurs only on a secondary-use basis. So far, no other ham radio operations in Germany have been affected. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. RS contacts to be delayed due to the increased workload of astronaut and ham radio operator Koichi Wakata KC5ZTA. RS had to move three schools back to its long-term waiting list. Planners say that they hope to get all of these rescheduled and completed by US fall. 
Also, there are several other schools that are on the list for possible postponement to the fall season. This is because for the period of May the 12th to June the 15th, there will be no licensed radio amateurs on board the International Space Station. Worldwide Special Interest Groups IOTA, VK6ARI Rotnest Island OC164. Early Dutch explorers spotted this outcrop off Perth in Western Australia and mistook the quaint wildlife quokka as rodents and therefore named it Ratnest or Rotnest Island. Now it's a nature reserve protecting its heritage, natural beauty and spectacular flora. Abundant marine life, wildlife including quokka and the walking paths and it's home to many unique species. Taking the ferry again is John Farrington, VK6HZ, who is VK6ARI in the holiday style, will be in the usual iota frequencies of 10 to 40 metres. VK6ARI uses single sideband PSK Ritty, possibly CW, feeding a buddy pole antenna and is usually very popular on the bands. Listen for him until Sunday, March the 30th, and QSL via his home call sign VK6HZ. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ILLW. Now, there's lots of interest in ILLW this year. In the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, held in late August, there's already more than 180 registrations from throughout the world. Germany remains in the lead with 43, ahead of Australia with 34, followed by the USA with 28, England with 18, out of 26 different countries. Several have won registration. Freddie Camara, C3NLU, will be at the Radar Quinte Lighthouse, a square pyramidal concrete tower that has provided navigation on Chile's coast. He's joined by ZV3CP Brazil at Cristavo Pereira, PL29 Caraco from Nordpont, and TM0LHG France, Petit Fort Philippe, and JE9LMZ Japan from Ibasaki Nohana. Others are 9M2MI Malaysia, Portable Pula Yudan, SN2NP, the Polish Guards Noi Port, and Y09RIJ in Romania, the Farrell Cilia Lighthouse. Apologies for any pronunciation mistakes there, but if you would like to join this premier fun event on August the 16th and 17th, then see the guidelines and register online by visiting the website www.illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio. Salvation Army puts new EDS Saturn station on the air. The FCC has approved a new call sign for the recently created Saturn Station located in the Salvation Army's Alabama-Louisiana-Mississippi Division's Emergency Disaster Services Centre. The new call of WB5ALM stands for William Booth 5, Alabama-Louisiana-Mississippi and is dedicated to William Booth who was the founder of the Salvation Army. The WB5ALM call was activated for the first time during a check-in to the International Saturn Net on the 20-metre phone. Saturn, which is an acronym for Salvation Army Team Emergency Radio Network, is a volunteer amateur radio communications arm of the Salvation Army's Emergency Disaster Services. Well, that's it. That's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Alrighty, the end of WIA National News.
On the social scene, of course, today, March 23, in VK3, it's the EMDRC White Elephant Sale. March 28 to 30, in VK4, it's Bunya Mountains and District AMCOM Camp at Somerset Dam. April 13 to 15, in VK, it's the PR for Amateur Radio Expo. And right across the world, April 18, Amateur Radio Day, your gateway to wireless communications. April 25, in VK3, it's the Anzac Day event at Ballarat Showgrounds. The Clareview Gathering in VK4 takes place May 2 to 4. May 10 in VK6, it's Barkfest, Salvation Army Hall, Callumvale. May 16 to 18 in VK4, it's the WIA Conference presented by Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Club. November 2 in VK5, it's Hamfest Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society. And the Spark Hamfest at Rosebud in VK3 takes place November 30. So until we do see you again or hear you on the bands, or see you at some social activity, this is Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.